Welcome to Daddy vs. Doctor. Here are your hosts, pediatrician Dr. Scott Cohen and comedian Sebastian Maniscalco. What's up, everybody? My name is Sebastian Maniscalco. This is Dr. Scott Cohen. This is Daddy vs. Doctor. We're going to jump right into the bag. See what's right, going we on. Got, in we the got somebody bag. from our hometown of LA, Jenny and Melissa. And they would like to know how do you balance screen time? When is it too young? When is it too much? Okay, so I'm going to go back to when I was a kid with screen time. Yeah. Screen time back then was the t TV. Yeah. TV was don't sit too close to the TV. Okay. Your eye, your eyes are going to okay. go Let's bad. Go, we'll go back to that. Yeah. Okay. Now I don't know if that was a myth mm -hmm. or what that was, just to scare the shit out mm -hmm. of us, but. I moved back from the TV because I thought my eyes were going to go. Mm -hmm. um, we watched Saturday morning cartoons mm -hmm. religiously. Yeah. I remember it started with the Flintstones, Scooby-Doo, that old yeah. He-Man. That ran its course. So that that's at least, I'm thinking, whew, two and a half hours Saturday mm -hmm. morning mm -hmm. right in front of the TV. And then periodically throughout the week, I had TV shows that I watched, right. whether it be Three's Company, Cheers. This is, of course, getting into my eight, nine, 10, 11 mm -hmm. year old. I don't know. Five years old. I don't really remember yeah. a lot of TV. So now we have the phone, mm -hmm. quote unquote, screen time, iPads, computer, what have you. Is it the stuff that kids have access to now is far detrimental to the development process than it was when we were growing up? They could stumble upon a I don't know, uh, whatever's on the internet, a car accident, a murder, someone beating the shit out of a, the, 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 the McDonald's manager. There's a lot of these videos. Yeah. And you're not online as much as I am. But there's a, there's a lot of these videos where there seems to be a problem with the order. <laughs> At a fast food restaurant? At a fast food restaurant. Yeah. Pick anyone, Taco Bell, McDonald's. Yeah. And the next thing you know, the customer has jumped over the counter and is beating the shit out of the entire staff. All right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this. So I don't want Serafina or Caruso coming across a video like that, yes. thinking that's an right. option when something goes bad right. at a at a at a restaurant. So that being said, are we scared mm -hmm. of them stumbling upon these things, or? What is it? Us losing control? Yeah. What what do you what do you think it I mean, is? I think it's all those things. I think it's content, not, you know, seeing something we shouldn't see. So that's why we talked about contact controls. I think it's usage and just sheer ability to interact with all of these, you know, video games, iPhones, TVs. Like you said, I had the same childhood. We had four channels. We had four, five, seven, nine, and I think twenty if the antenna ears was working. And it was Thursday night comedy night, right? It was those four half an hour comedy shows we knew and Saturday morning cartoons. And that was pretty much it. Um, but now your access, it's so easy to just pick it up and go. And then the other problem is, we've talked about this the last couple of years, kids didn't have the ability to interact, socialize with one another in person. So unfortunately, these devices became the only means of socialization. And as a parent, especially of two almost, you know, teenagers, that became a hard thing because you're gonna limit their only ability to socialize with another human being their age 
because they can't leave the house, they can't go to school. And that's a tough thing, right? Mm. You want to set limits, but at the same time, you don't want to limit that. Um, so, we, you know, we, we try to create some sort of standards. So, you know, we typically say no screen time prior to the age of two. And if you're in the 18 month to two year range, you know, you really try to limit it. And if you're going to do it, you try to do it with the child because 3D learning is always going to be 2D learning. So if you can sit there and at least discuss, look at the blue circle, look at the green, you know, triangle. I learned from Sesame Street. I think my girls did too. So you can learn things from that. And then after two, we try to limit it to at least an hour, a minimum of an hour a day which is really hard as they get older when they're doing homework on the screen and they're talking to their friends. Um, but really trying to figure out how they're using it and giving breaks because we know excessive screen time, what does it do? It affects sleep. So you try to <clears throat> limit it, at least stop it for an hour before bedtime. It definitely affects sleep. We know it does affect learning. It affects socialization. It can lead to obesity. So all these negative effects of it. So finding positive ways to use it. Um, you mentioned like going, you know, cross-eyed if you're sitting too close. So they came out with uh, sort of guidelines for that. They say 20-20-20. It's a good one, like 20-20 vision, but 20-20-20. So every 20 minutes you're on the screen, mm -hmm. look 20, 20 feet away mm -hmm. for at least 20 seconds. And what they found is because your eyes get really tired when you're staring at a screen, leads to dry eyes, there may be some thoughts that could lead to myopia or nearsightedness. So giving your eyes a break every once in a while can help them rest. Blinking frequently will help the dry eyes and may help prevent those things. Okay. Now, you say positive things that, yeah. that technology has offered. I've often thought, and, and again, I, I, let me touch a little bit on video games. Video games yeah. going up, very simple. Mm -hmm. Pac-Man, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Mario Brothers, Donkey Kong, mm -hmm. Pitfall Harry. Yeah, uh, I remember Pitfall Harry. I remember Pitfall. Yeah, Pitfall right. Harry. Yeah. The, the 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 biggest thing was the rope. Yeah, that was it. You swing, and you get in the and, sand, and then you, the quick you sand. The yeah, yeah, exactly. I love that game. Right. Yeah. Now the video games, you could like murder an entire right. village, right, with yeah. an Oculus glass, and you feel like you're in the yeah. game, right? And I don't know if there's any studies of yeah. of correlating high video game violence mm -hmm. to uh, going out and and using uh, a weapon on people. I don't know, but I, I would have to think. If they eliminated uh, smoking in commercials, mm -hmm. right? The, because it was influenced people. Right. To smoke, limit the violence. They have to eliminate the, the violence in, in the video games. So that has to be in consideration. Also, I want to I want to get your take on this, and this is more of an educational question: Is it really a need for the kids to be learning math in school? Okay, and, <laughs> okay. and hear, hear me out. All right. That really took a turn. No. <laughs> <laughs> so there's some arguments being made mm -hmm. that, you know, there's a lot of things that are accessible online mm -hmm. that we didn't have growing up, so we had to learn. Right. Right? But when, you know, if 10 plus 10, if you don't know 10 plus right. 10, you go on the internet and, or you go to Siri, What's ten plus ten, and get you, get, you get so? Is it is it your brain just working through the problem? Mm -hmm. Is what what it's teaching you, not necessarily the answer. Yeah, I really think that's the case because 
You're right. Most things we learn, you, you gave math as an example. You're not using calculus or trigonometry. You know, you're not using these things in regular life. I mean, yeah. if you know how to do a tip, uh, that's pretty much upper level math, all you need in life. And again, you could look up, put it in your 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 iPhone. But it's you're not doing it just to learn the answers. You're learning it to form connections in your brain, mm -hmm. to learn a process of how to think um, and a, and a skill set. So I think that's what's really important. Could it be substitute with other things? Maybe. But like, if you're going to say that, then we should all just put microchips in our brains, learn nothing, and it just Google feeds us our answers. But I think there's a process involved, and it's good for that those brain connections to learn. Do you think the pendulum has swung so far to technology side where there's really no hope and no fighting it? Uh, and because we often talk about the kids are not having human interaction. Mm -hmm. They're not connecting with people on a, on a human level. It's all through technology. Do you think we're going to see the pendulum swing back where those connections are going to be, you know, reinstated in our society? Or do you just see us walking around like a bunch of cyborgs? No, I mean, I hope it does actually swing back. And I think the last two years is a good example of that, where we spend so much time on computers and People are like, people don't want, you know, remember when the pandemic started and everybody was like, this is great working from home. I'm never going back to the office. Why would ever? And the second they were able to, they're like, yeah, I'm actually, uh, it's sort of nice going and seeing people in person, having meetings and having coffee like this and not just doing it on screen. So I think there's, there's something to, we savor that human connection and we need it. And I would hope that it swings back. Did you miss it? I mean, come on. Andy. No, I, I definitely, I, I missed it. Right. I'm just you saying. You weren't doing shows. Well, I wasn't doing shows. We weren't having get-togethers or right. what have you. But my fear is the kids that are growing up like yeah. this, they don't even know any other way but this. Uh, so I fear that, you know, this might be just the norm moving forward is, okay, you know, you want to break up with me, you do it on text, you want to, uh, everything's done through email. We just saw it in, in one of the shows where the kid was like, I do a text message because I don't want to see the people's face right. when I'm talking to them. That's like a frightening Yeah, but that's why uh, it's statement. so important to put the phones down, have family time where you're eating meals together and the phone isn't there. I mean, my wife would be like pot calling the kettle black right now, but we try our best. And you need those times where you're doing the one-on-one -on -one making eye contact because you're right. I think one, kids lost a lot of that last couple of years. They just don't know how to interact. They don't know how to look somebody in the face. They don't know how to respond. If if you say something to me and I make a face, what that means to you, we learn that way. Mm. And they really need those interactions. We have to give them the ability to have those experiences outside of the screen time. So this is Dr. Scott Cohen. My name is How Sebastian. Thanks for being so uh, so patient and and uh, and here with us on the show. What is uh, what's the question today? All right, here's the question. So um, I have one one child. She uh, is an only child, um, a little older than your kids, Sebastian. She's eight, um, and we have been noticing the whole kind of attitude thing recently. Um, <laughs> You know, like, especially after she gets done with a play date or she's with her, you know, with her cousin, mm -hmm. all of a sudden we enter the room after having not been around her for a couple of hours. And then she just like gives them the cold shoulder and she's just like, who are you? And 
sometimes it makes dad feel sad and hurt. So I'm wondering if that's like a normal thing. So is this something that is uh, happening because she's hanging out new friends? Has anything changed in her life uh, in regards to the people she's hanging with? New school, new grade? No, not really. I mean, she's had consistent um, friendships this past year. Uh, I mean, she's definitely like, this past year has, has developed more, you know, just like socially. Um, after coming out of the pandemic, she's just around kids more and uh, around her friends more in person. Um, she's got like cool red hair now. That's kind of new and super cool. Everybody at her school loves it. And you <laughs> um, said she's eight years old? She's eight. eight she's eight. Just, just like the attitude. And it's funny yeah. because like her friend was over the other night and her dad picked her up and same thing. Like I, he, he, he comes into the house and he's like, Hey, she's like, Where's mama? And the dad just goes. All right. There's my my analysis. (laughs) Okay. This is my analysis. This has no medical backing. This is just disclaimers. Yeah. There's a bad seed (laughs) in the group. All right. Conspiracy. No, I'm I'm telling you, she's learning it (laughs) because she's watching a friend do it to her father or being mean or she whatever there's a there's like a what do you call it there's like a lion in the in the in the in the herd or whatever. and and they're aping the behavior of this bad seed because i've seen it a little bit with seraphina where she was like jumping on the furniture and i go what are you doing with the furniture? you don't you don't do that she's like well you know, so and so does it. I go, well, we don't, we don't do that. I nip that in the bud. All right, now, going, going to a medical professional. Do you have another hypothesis of what this could possibly be? I mean, there could be some American behavior. I, I think we do see this, like you said, the other father saw the same thing. We see this at different age groups. It's very common. Um, I think. To your point, the last couple of years, the socialization was very off. You know, the world was a very different place. They kids lost a lot of how to interact with people, what to do, how to make in, uh, eye contact. Those interactions, they're learning again. They're like, basically, it's hard. We took brains that are meant to be out and about and socializing. We locked them in a cage. And now they're trying to figure out all of this again find out their social structure in school, at home, and those interactions. So it does, it's not a reason we can act like that, right? So, I mean, we should try to, you know, dad, you know this. I This happens with even my girls and at, at 12 years old. Sometimes there's, you know, attitude and 14 years old attitude. And even eight years old sometimes can even be prepubertal hormones. You said she's developing a little more and things like that. Um, but spending that one-on-one time, sticking with it, you know, I wouldn't just up, we're done. But um, I think some of the behaviors, I think you'll see with her friends and him, but it's Sebastian's right. It's probably just mimicking. Bad seed. <laughs> Look at the group as okay. a whole and figure out who the problem is and eliminate it. 
I think, yeah. I mean, that's all nice all and right. dandy to say COVID, restructuring, this and that. We go right to the meat and potatoes on this side of the table. Bad seed. Bad seed. She already Won't knows who it is. It's in her head. <laughs> you know the name of the kid, don't you? I can tell. The second he saw it, I watched your face. I, I do. I'm pretty sure. I what do I know? This is the guy. Yeah. Eight years of schooling. Useless. Nothing. Oh. I know. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. Versus you, doctor. <laughs> Forget it. You guys talk amongst yourselves. So we uh, we uh, we hope uh, we hope the attitude changes. And you know, listen. There's nothing wrong with having a conversation, and I'm sure you have about you telling oh, yeah. him, "Hey, listen. We don't treat daddy that way." Or right. you know, when he comes in a room. You, you show him some respect and right. you give him a big hug as your father. You know, I think those teachable moments, those are teachable moments. That's like you're quoting somebody. What's that? Teachable moments? Where'd you get that phrase from? Uh, again. Unbelievable. It just, yeah. it's a- No, but in that one-on-one time is really important. That one-on-one time between dad and daughter. Yeah. No, uh, you, yeah. You, you yeah. 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 Absolutely. I agree. I think a lot of that will help keep building rapport and yeah. yeah. Well, we appreciate well, you joining you so us today. Much. We have a wonderful, wonderful uh, night, and uh, thank you again for sharing your story. You're going to come into the office with me for a day and see patients with me, and then I will give what I think, and you just tell them exactly how it is, yeah. and I think actually they'll get better advice. Well, what I want to do is come in. I'll have a mask on. I'll I'll, I'll be like your intern. He's yeah. studying. We won't have to say who I am. Yeah, right? stenographer. Yeah. yeah, and uh, I'll just take notes. All right. You'll give the medical, and then you say my expertise uh-huh. is observational uh, uh, analysis. Yeah, and you'd be right. like, "You're the problem." Or you're the, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, I think it'd be great. Hi. Hello, it's going. Welcome to the show. This is Doctor Scott Cohen. My name is nice Sebastian Maniscalco. Thank you. So much for taking some time out of your busy night to uh, to sit down with us and chat. What? Uh, Likewise. Absolutely. What seems? Uh, what's the question? What do we? What do we got? What's going on? Why? Why are our kids so annoying? He'll tell you. <laughs> why? Why? You didn't even say like earmuffs before you said that. Filter in this house. I'll tell you that. Good. I love these people already. So one of our questions was our six-year-old, she is doesn't listen to us. And like we don't know. We just want her to grow up and just be a good person. And when we were little, we were just scared of our parents. So like we listened to them. But I feel like we can't even threaten her, like, oh, I'm gonna take away your iPad. She doesn't care. We don't we don't do a good job of enforcing. That's our problem. All talk, no action. I just we try. Yeah. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> right, he said shh and she's combing his hair. Like, <laughs> I know who's in charge. Super cute. Yeah, see? Oh, oh, all right. What's her wait, what's her name? Mia. Mia, she's the six-year-old? Yeah. Mia, can we talk to you? Her teacher said she's good in school, but she doesn't. It's always the case. Uh, Mia, 
Can I talk to you for a second? You. Hi, I'm Dr. Scott. This is Sebastian. How are you? So I, I have a question for you. Do, you. do you listen to mommy and daddy? No? How come? But don't you think you get more of what you want if you listen to mommy and daddy? So what do mommy and daddy do when you don't listen? What does mommy do? What does mommy do when you don't listen? No, I don't. I don't. No, I don't. I yell at you. No, you don't. <laughs> what did I say? No, not used to spank us with a wooden spoon, but yeah, we don't do that. Yeah, you hit me in the No, I do not. I swear <laughs> I do not. It's okay if you do. No, get, a, get a couple spoons no. out. No, 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 no is right with the spoon. Look at how well your mother turned out. Listen, I got a take on this. All right. The problem today with families and parents, in my opinion, it's not a medical one. It's not a medical opinion. <laughs> this is not coming from any educational background. This is coming from the streets of Chicago. Parents today yeah. are more almost friends with their kids mm -hmm. than like authoritative figures. Mm -hmm. I know for me growing up, my dad wasn't a guy if my my sister my, my dad would never be wearing a go. witch hat right on a video <laughs> <laughs> my dad wouldn't you would have been afraid to touch him on a video yeah. call a phone my, call my dad came home my mother said don't bother your father he's tired <laughs> and it, it was almost like a stranger was in the house now that 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 i'm not saying we go back to that because that, that I think we're good. <laughs> Says the guy who's auditioning for Wicked. <laughs> so fail, it, fail. I think the kids had a lot more fear of parents growing up in our day yeah. than they do now because now I think a lot of parents want to kind of appease the kid or give them maybe things that they want. Maybe they're fearful of saying no. Oh, they're not going to like me. I'm not saying that this is your your case. I'm just saying in general. <laughs> She's like, yes. In general, like, oh, if I say no or I discipline, then the kid is going to turn on me or what have you. Um, but I'm from the school. In my house, my wife is a little bit more lenient, a lot more lenient than I am. And I seem to, like, lay down the hammer because, like you, I don't want my kids going outside the house and not listening. Wait, how many kids do you have? There keep more kids keep popping up on the screen. Three-year-old twins. Oh, got it, got it. Oh. I didn't mean to interrupt, but we didn't see this one. Yeah, this no, came this one into just the popped in. This changes the whole theory. <laughs> oh, yes. This is the only good one. Yeah, hi, buddy. <laughs> nice. Okay. Okay. Listens. okay. So, yeah, well, again. No, I think, I think you're right, in essence. And I think also sometimes it's easier on us as parents just to give in. Right. Yeah. Like short term game, long term loss. Like, I just don't want yeah. them to scream. I, I, I don't want to deal with it. So just do whatever you want. The problem is long term. Then yeah. that just reinforces that behavior. Yeah. So there has to be some form of, you know, reinforcement and consistency in order to get it, because we've lost all the, the fear, you know, the tone, the things like that. But, but what again, like what is fear? What is the punishment? Healthy. Like the punishment right. growing up was daddy's coming home. Right. And that, that, then it was like, I got to prepare myself for him walking through the door. And then it was literally like a drill sergeant 
telling me, did you upset mommy? And I was like, oh my God. And then it was to the room mm -hmm. and then nothing was in the room. It literally, it was a bed yeah. and a dresser and that was it. There was no toys in there. There was nothing to play with. So that was, that was the punishment. Didn't want to go to my room. Right. Now you go to your room. It's the same as the living room. No. There's more toys yeah. in the bedroom than there is in the living room. Right. Not a punishment and anymore. What are you going to do? <laughs> You're going to go, oh, we're not going to go to... Uh, so and so's part. You, you talked about yeah, this. I talked about. Oh, we're not going to go to the, the birthday party if you keep acting like this. And then who's that a punishment for? It's for you because you're like, I don't want to be here with you for two hours. Yeah. I want to go to the birthday party, <laughs> right? So they end up getting what they want, anyways. But they have to learn that there's some, you know, repercussion in that. They're learning from it. You know, it doesn't work when it's just a prize for doing something good and a punishment for doing something bad. Because you know, as parents, half yeah. the time they don't care about the prize or the punishment. You're like, if you don't do this, right? Yeah, well, what about your suggestion with the with The, the jar. The yeah. jar. Here, here. Yeah, I mean, they're a good age group for it. Um, okay, so you get you get a jar, a big jar. We're going to put a line on the top, and we're going to set, set up a prize that Mia likes, a big prize. See, she's happy about it. Well, what's a big prize, <laughs> Mia? What would be something you love? What do you want to get? Not a pony. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, I mean, a dog. Okay. Okay. Something realistic. All right. Well, something <laughs> realistic that she really wants because it's going to take a little while. That toy. All right. And then you're going to get something visual like at Michael's, like pom poms or something you're going to put in the jar. And whenever she does things you like, it can be multiple times a day. She played so nicely with her siblings. She helped mommy. I got a good report from the school. We're going to put the pom pom in the jar. Whenever she does things you don't like, when the tantrum ends and the whole thing ends, you're going to go with her and you're going to take it out. And we're going to work toward that goal. And you're actually teaching a really important lesson. What we usually do in parents, the prize for the doing well and a punishment for doing poorly is the equivalent of telling your employees or my employees at two o'clock, I'm going to walk around. And if you're doing your job, you get a raise. All you're guaranteeing is they're doing their job at that point in time. That's what we usually do with kids. The jar is the equivalent of saying at any time when I walk around today, you're doing your job, you get a raise. They're going to work hard all day in hopes you see them doing their work. And that's what we're trying to teach the kid. And it's a long-term lesson, which stays with them. So they're just not going back and forth all the time. Yeah, that's a really good idea. I am going to do that. All right. Good. Yeah, you just got, you got to work on that prize. Yeah. The dog. Okay. No. <laughs> Second question. Sorry, I have another one. If there's time, is um, my three-year-old son? He has like really bad temper tantrums, like, and usually in public, right? Sometimes we record in public, and I feel we're embarrassed. she's embarrassed. I think it's fine. No, he's having a good time. Kid, you can't talk to him. He gets like worse, and he started. He's starting to hit now with that, and so. I I don't know what to do. Well, you know, the temper tantrums I've seen with my child, who is three and a half boy, at the house. He'll he'll f hit the ground crying. He'll run in his room. He'll go under his bed. He'll hide and cry. Mm -hmm. um, the striking is generally... He hits mommy, you know, he'll, he'll hit mommy. 
not hard or anything. Just no, you know, just and he don't touch daddy, right? Again, yeah. <laughs> you have a look that's very scary. Well, that's that's a look that's been worked on for years. Um, <laughs> so I don't see it much in public. And if uh, if there is a public temper tantrum, some people say to just ignore the tantrum while in public. I, I mean, I yeah, don't. Know I think that, I think that's hard. I think in public, there's nothing you can do but pick them up. Don't give attention walk out and you're done and there's no discussion it's just like because you can't leave him there kicking and screaming i think if he did the same thing at home then i would walk away have your fit when he calms down go back reinforce the calm down the key at this age is ignore the behavior you want to get rid of give attention to the ones you want to keep it's supposed to work for pets husbands and kids i don't know that it works for any of us but that that's the idea reinforce the calm down and then if he's hitting you or throwing it's again, it's for your attention. He doesn't really want to hurt you. And it should be no once you don't hit mommy, you put him down and you walk out of the room or walk away. So he gets no attention for the action or the escalation. And then when he's done, you go back and say, listen, I put you down because you hit me. Hitting is a nice, we're, we're gentle. We love each other, whatever. The key is that you're reinforcing the calm down after. I got yeah, I'm sorry. No, I, right. no, no, it's it's good. It, it, okay. that, that could work, and every individual is different. However, I'm going to give you what I've done, what yeah. works with my son. The the tantrum is often met with "stop crying, don't do that." Mm -hmm. What are you doing? Right? That's all. Yeah. That's what it's often met. I went the opposite. Come here, buddy. What's the problem? Give daddy a hug. Hmm? Give the kid a hug. And then I take them elsewhere. You distract. I, yeah, I like I, it. It's, if it's the living room, I'll take them outside. Different. Ooh, it's, the wind is blowing. Oh, look, we got bird. Look at the birds. Sometimes you don't give it. You don't care. Sometimes they'll yeah. go, oh, and then, and then it all calms down. Like I'm not it. saying it works every time. No, However, nice. it works more times than it do doesn't. And I'm seeing him now at three and a half kind of move out of that stage mm -hmm. i think again some of this is stages yeah. that the kid goes through developmentally but what i've done developmentally that's mm -hmm. a word i don't normally use yeah. um so uh <laughs> no but i like i like that approach because it's just a nicer way to say hey daddy's here for you mm -hmm. some kids get to that point of just no return i had one daughter that she just couldn't calm herself down you couldn't walk away. We would just get behind her and just hug her and hold her. Not like in a, oh, you're okay. Just so that she could relax her body enough where we could discuss it like this, which is really good. But to your point, I call it the finally force. Two and three, like if you have a bad two, usually three is okay. You have a easy two, three is tough. But four is that point where like all of a sudden you say something, they're like, okay, mommy, okay, daddy. And you're like, whoa, where'd that come from? Mm -hmm. Finally four, oh. uh, a little longer. Also, and I, and, I, and I hate to keep you on this long, but sometimes the younger one will look at the older one's behavior and maybe ape that behavior. Now, thank God my daughter is well-behaved, and my daughter often gives tips to my younger son. Hey, Caruso, if you don't be quiet, we're not going to da-da-da or whatever. So she's also like almost that. like a third parent 
You hear that? I do this. You need to be a third parent. Sebastian's no. parenting book's coming out in 2024. I'm not telling so, it, it's, it's, what it's I'm just saying. it's called street it's parenting. All right. <laughs> I like it's, that. That's good. We, we throw out all the medical advice right. and we just go on gut Italian instinct. You're like a bento box of like knowledge. <laughs> all right. So Mia, what are we Wait. gonna do? We're gonna we're gonna work towards your big prize. Goodbye. (laughs) She lost it already. So, me, I want you to let us know when you get that prize, okay? Yeah, we'll have to tag them. Jar is empty. I have one more quick, 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 quick question. Sorry, guys. When when my son was tantruming, I would always Google behavioral problems. But um, now on my news feed, I see um, vitamins. That are like, oh, my son or whoever have behavioral problems and they take these vitamins and they stop. Can you believe those? I, don't, I forget the name of the vitamin. Scam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think the only thing medically that helps tantrums is actually diet and protein helps tantrums. So we know protein. that kids are carb, they, they're carb loaded and fluctuations yeah. in normal sugar levels cause behavior issues in kids. Number one reason kids after school, early evening, bottom out and it's a fifth, you know, when my daughter got home from school, it was like a 50, 50 shot. She was on the floor exorcist if she didn't get her way. Yeah. High protein in the morning, not just cereal or oatmeal, but like an egg, a cheese stick, a yogurt. When you pick them up from school, nobody eats or drinks well at school. So good fluids and some high protein snack, cheese stick, deli meat, whatever you want. And I will tell you, behavior will improve. Yeah, especially okay. before bed and at dinner time, we noticed a big shift in behavior. We eliminated the carbohydrates at dinner. We served chicken and broccoli. Shortly after that, we gave them a little sorbet. Right? <laughs> Listen, I'm telling you, this, this is great. this is from a dietitian. <laughs> yeah. Sorbet and you know spikes the sugar a little uh-huh. bit. They get a little, and then boom, hour and a half later, crash. What you got to do though, if the bedtime's at seven, you have dinner around four thirty-five. Then you have the sorbet, mm-hmm. 6.30, they start to get sleepy, 7 o'clock in bed, and, and by 7.30, you two are having a romantic evening. Hello. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> this is the first thing he's excited about. Look at the I smile like on his face. Uh, and look at her shaking. No, I will not let yeah, my dad have another child. Honest with you. That's it. I think she ruined her night. Right? I love that she's six and she knows everything that's going on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks. All right, we could hang out all night. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thanks for calling in. Great family, great kids. Uh, it's always interesting to hear these disciplinary things that people are going through now. Mia, obviously, bouncing off the walls, yeah. right? Uh, da- doll, cute girl, but yeah. she, da- she's got her parents' number. I could tell. Oh, totally. Right? She, kn- she knows everything. She heard everything. Knows everything. Yeah. She's making faces Rapping. while I was talking, and uh-huh. she knew what I was exactly what I was uh-huh. talking about. Yeah. The sun tantrums. I don't, I'm not worried about that. Uh, uh, although I, I don't like the tantrums in public. That bothers no, me. No, and it's hard. Okay. Yeah. The other twin, Yeah. the girl, Yeah. I didn't hear much out of her. I thought she was the most well-behaved said, on the call. That's why he said it's their favorite. No. They said the favorite was the son. They got to have a family meeting mm-hmm. and figure this out. What's the worst tantrum you've ever seen by somebody? Have you seen anything that you were I, like, I've, oh, I've, my I've, God, those parents yeah, are horrible parents. I've seen in public yeah. uh kids hitting their parents, striking their parents, and the parents 
not doing anything. And you want to go up to the kid and be like, if you do that again. I want to go up to the kid, do my method. Mm -hmm. Come here, Frank. <laughs> what seems to be the problem? Hug. Oh, that's nice. Take him out of the store. Yeah. And we look around the mall. Uh -huh. That's not the approach I thought you were going to take. No, no. This, this love approach I yeah. have now, the antithesis of what I was doing before, which was stop crying. Yeah. Go to bed. You know. Yeah. This is a little bit more civil. See, it's funny because you mentioned like old world versus new world getting stuck between the two. And you've sort of done this hybrid of like, I'm the disciplinarian. My wife is lackadaisical, but I'm going to be the disciplinarian with love. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. It's amazing. A lot of people ain't doing this out no, there. And what really I suggest good. you do is follow, once again, Sebastian's mm. new book called Street Parenting. Mm. So now that I am um, doing the show with you, mm -hmm. a lot of my feed now is about parenting. Okay. Okay. Uh, also, I tend to watch a lot of these motivational things online or whatnot, mm -hmm. what have you. Yeah. So I've been getting these these types of videos. I want to play this video in its entirety, and I want you to give me your uh, your take on it. Um, this video is about a father son relationship, and there is a quote unquote. I don't know this guy's name. We'll give him credit in the video, but there is a teacher teaching the son about what his father or a father might be going through and i thought this was a great example and i'm going to use this example when maybe caruso gets a little older uh so why don't we play the video and then i want to get your take okay go on top of your father you're a lot heavier than you were at nine years old but he still has to push you now because you're not you're not doing your part Zeus! So he's doing good now, right, Kev? Yes, sir. How long do you think a father can keep doing it with all his responsibilities? Let's put life in this picture. He works. Mary, you're making his life a lot harder because he's worried about you because you're acting silly in school getting suspended. Keep going, Kev. Try to fight through it. This is what he does for you. But he can only do so much. It's crushing your father. The way you can help, live up to your potential. When I say Zeus, your father's gonna push up, but you already know he's weak. You're gonna have to push up at the same time to help him. Zeus! See how you helping? Zeus! Zeus! Down. Now, that, get the camera on me. <laughs> that is, I thought a good um, representation about what a father might be going through, and even a mother. I'm not. I'm not just. I'm not just saying a father, but the, this example was a father. But I related to that video so much, not because my kids are keeping me down or whatnot, but I thought it was a great, great example of how the child you could use exercise to to convey a point to the child where the child might not have gotten it any other way. Right. All and right? it creates such a great visual that you you actually physically feel it, mm -hmm. right? But watching it and the child doing it. And what I love, I mean, it's very emotional um, that I really think it equates to a lot of parenting. I found that 
we were just talking to the girls the other day, you know, it's so easy for them to just go out and buy lunch and maybe go to the store with their friends and buy some perfume or a t-shirt. And for the most part, we're okay with it, but mm -hmm. they really don't understand what it took to make the money and for in order for them to have that ability to do that or, and it may not even be about money spending or just, you know, hanging out with their friends or going to the school they go to and all the, the resources, hopefully as parents, we give them and want to give them. That's mm -hmm. what we want as parents, you shirt off our back to give them. And it's so hard to explain to them, do you realize I have to work this number of hours to be able to afford you? And again, not necessarily monetarily, the ability to do that. Yeah. But kids don't understand that. No. What's nice about that is they found a way to like really show that. Yeah, and I plan on doing that with Lana on my back. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and I'll yell, I'll yell, Zeus, can you go up? <laughs> I want to do that. Every time I say Zeus, Lana, you help him up. The problem is I think you should get Alana's back. <laughs> so. Yeah, no shit. I've been weighing Lana down. Um, and, and again, this is all in humor. Lana's fantastic. I just, I know people are watching, oh, you're so hard on Lana. It's all yeah. for humor and, and, yeah. and funding my kids' um, uh, college education. Yeah. Um, so that video, mm -hmm. now there's another video I had, and I want to get, this is totally opposite. This is a random video. Uh, I wanted to get your take on this woman. I just want you to hear the video and I want a medical professional's take on this. Okay. Let's check this out. Okay, this is so great to work on core control. Them bringing their feet up off the floor is excellent to get those abs firing. So yeah. it, it's kids with balloons mm -hmm. tied to their legs mm -hmm. to get the abs mm -hmm. firing. Yeah. Now, are, are we, <laughs> what, are we working? I mean, was, are there six-month-olds out there worried about their six-pack? Uh, well, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah. I was going to ask, A, is this a... Is this a new thing yeah. where kids are worried about core strength? <laughs> right. And or B, is this something that's developed for the kids to maybe stand up sooner yeah. or crawl or walk or whatever? Is this is there any like I, I think for me, I see that. I think, hey, it'd be fun to do. Maybe the child has fun kicking their legs with a balloon. Yeah, yeah. And when they get tired, they'll stop. But to do it to make them I don't know, walk sooner or something like that. I mean, no, I mean, you want six packs, I'll tie some balloons to your feet and All right. we'll, we'll do I, it. I just wanted to know, like when you see stuff on Instagram yeah. like this as a medical professional, do you go, oh, is this is this what they're teaching now yeah. in I, medical I, school? Yeah. Or, and here's a question, you got a degree, what, 20 years ago in, in med school? Yeah. Okay, is there anything that you have to do as a doctor mm -hmm. to like, it's a continuing education mm -hmm. where, okay, you got to go back in three years to recertify yourself. Yeah. Is, is there a yeah, test watch, you I, Yeah, take? I watch TikTok videos and I take the TikTok course <laughs> and then I know everything about it. Um, so some doctors choose to be board certified. I'm a board certified pediatrician. What does that mean? It means that I, I have to take a recertification test for me. It's every 10 years uh, that I'm staying up to date on the current medical stuff and i take a test to show that okay but how do you know you're staying on the current medical stuff mm -hmm. is that on you 
Or yeah. is there a book that comes out? That no, so study? they send me quarterly. They send me questions that I actually take like a test every quarter, certain number of questions. And, and when I answer them, I also can read about the answers. So I'm learning that way. My daily practice, I'm always learning. So that's great. Um, and then you fill in the gaps as you, if you don't understand something, you, you learn about it. But the, you know, you're constantly educating yourself, attending lectures, reading articles, and daily practice. I mean, 20 years in practice, and again, seeing so much stuff. That's that's really the difference. You know, in parenting and in medicine, the that's what we've talked about. The first time you see anything, it's confusing. But once you've seen it over and over and over again, it's one, not that scary. And then you remember it for the next time. Mm -hmm. And then as science changes, yeah, you're hearing about it. I, you know, my colleagues, I have amazing colleagues I work with. So as they hear something, hey, did you hear there's a new recommendation for this? Or, hey, we've changed how we do this. And, and it's called continuing medical education. You're constantly doing that, which is you're attending lectures on the newest stuff to keep up with it. Yeah. Oh, there you have it from a board certified TikTok pediatrician, also known as TikTok you. We uh we want you and we encourage you to call into the show. How do you do that? Daddy versus doctor at gmail.com. Leave your question. If you want to leave a video, a picture, whatever within the email, we'll bring it up as we talk to you on the show. Also, if you don't want to come on camera and just have a general question, please also leave your general question. We do think here called the bag. Do people even know what mailbags are anymore? Uh, maybe not. I don't no. know. I'm just. It's hoping. like email, but written. Written. Yeah, that written. we took from email. So <laughs> we'll see you next time here on Daddy versus Doctor. The opinions expressed in this program are not intended as professional medical advice, as a diagnosis, as a treatment protocol, or as a substitute for professional medical advice from your physician. Please consider your own medical history and consult with your own physician for your specific health care and or medical needs and about your concerns for yourself and your family.